Would guys be able to get girls to swallow if cum had pulp? Would guys be able to get girls to swallow if cum had pulp? Yeah. Like your orange juice or something like that. No. I mean, I don't fuck with pulp in my orange juice, but I don't know if there's... Because like, I've met a lot of chicks that love pulp in their orange juice, so... So that actually... I'm getting hit. I'm going to get hit. I'm going to get hit. Let me ask the wife real quick. Would you care if cum had pulp in it? I would because I am there for the creaminess, not for the crumbled fucking cheese. I said pulp. No. Pulp pulp as in like orange juice. I know. I don't want any lumps. Why is your pulp lumpy? Why? It sounds bumpy. What? I hurt. Okay. I am confusion. My dick doesn't shoot cottage cheese. <laughs> it ain't a fucking continental breakfast up in this bitch. Uh, well, I mean, with no that... Bened- with no that eggs benedict at all. What? No eggs benedict. No eggs benedict. It's not continental breakfast. Jesus Christ. <sighs> fucking some ricotta cheese bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hey, babies. Welcome to episode 20. Jesus, we're now a college sophomore. We now are a college sophomore. Time I mean, to experiment. You know who the fuck we are at this point. Like, how many boys stays, a.k.a. Babyface Stew? And that sultry voice, as always, is... Hey, babies, it's me, Manny. Facts. No Daddy Manny, no Padre Manuel today? It's too hot. I know, it's been way too fucking hot, man. It's just, it's too hot to fuck. I know. And joining us again, I mean, he's becoming a regular on the show, but I'm not upset about it. This isn't legal or financial advice, but it most definitely is your boy Kyle. Yes, yes, I am here. I got a new mic. You can hear me just fine, which is lovely. I know. Like, I feel, like, I want to shout out to Sonic J and and villains i apologize because for some fucking reason they sounded like they were in a hallway and i don't get it but now we actually have some fucking amazing sound your boys are moving up yeah man your boys are moving up so what you're telling me is if you go back and listen to the last three or four episodes Everyone sounded like they're talking like this. I mean, they sound way the fuck over here. Sounds like Al Roker when he's like on a location back when he was fat Al Roker. <laughs> and like, the sound was fucked up. So we have a low pressure storm all the way out in the hot. But that's the thing is like I was sitting here looking at the mixing board and like I could see everybody's levels and everybody sounded fine. And none of the other mics were picking up on anybody else's shit. So I was like. All right, we're pretty solid here. And then I listen to it back, and I'm like, what the fuck? I know. It, it, it made me mad sometimes because I'd have to, like, 
play with the the nipples on the back of my steering wheel to volume into a fucking skip so i could like run back real quick to whoever was the guest raise it up when they're talking pause it lower it down for me and you and like go on and so forth god damn i don't even know why i did that so to all 10 of our listeners we apologize we're getting better we are getting better slowly but surely we are not a toxic relationship when we say we're gonna change we're gonna change and we mean it facts so show your work everyone this is showing your work absolutely so as we always start the episodes manny how the fuck was your week (laughs) it was pretty shitty i'm sorry it was all good you hate to see it so no dude it's been too hot to like and all the girls out in the world with everything out going on one don't want to hook up with a guy because we can't fix it if something fucked up and two like i think everyone's realized that like on the majority men ain't shit and i don't mean that to put down men but the people they've been fucking ain't shit so they were like everybody ain't shit and we're not fucking with nobody I actually was just talking with Katya's friend Patty. Shout out to Patty about this yeah. earlier. I was like, shout out. I was like, everyone seems to fall into that fucking vicious cycle where some like a good guy can end up turning into a toxic guy by dating nothing but toxic females. Point and in like, choice. A good chick can end up being a toxic bitch dating nothing but fuckboys. And it's like when you start dating people and you're having the same result you have to understand that you are the common denominator so is this what you're attracted to or what but you need to fucking just get out of that and get out of your fucking comfort zone sometimes but like that's where people end up getting the all men are the same that type bullshit you don't we don't love to see that here. I mean, I know I'm the dominant one, but, you know, I don't mind switching every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, denominator. Manny is single, so... You're bitches! Better recognize. <laughs> that I am a piece of shit. That's what you gotta recognize. That's that's not true. Come on. No, no, no. You're not a piece. You're more like a bag. I'm five pounds of shit in a two-pound bag. Manny thinks his attitude is like... Oh, brother, this guy stinks! But it's not true. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, we... He's more or less... Daddy, no! (laughs) (laughs) I joke, I keep... I tip my hat because no truer words have been said. (laughs) It's like, where's the lie? (laughs) Where is the lie? Why would you say something so controversial and so brave? I don't know. I just... (sighs) Sometimes I just get there. Well, Kyle, how the fuck was your week? Uh, my week was actually pretty good for the most part. Fire. Um, you know, things at work are mostly the same. You know, it's like getting into that groove, which is great. You know, sticking in that groove. Um, the gym is getting a whole bunch better. I'm talking about, like, I've put on about another 70 pounds onto my bench press, which is great. That is great. Yeah. I'm just saying. You're bitches. Better recognize. Yeah. (laughs) And it's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, more plates, more dates, fellas. Most definitely. And, I mean, that does ring true, of course. You know what I mean? Definitely getting those those booty-o eyes looking at me at the gym. As I'm, like, getting better. My form's getting better. It's great. Um, We love to see that. Yeah. But I will say... 
thank you guys for you know hosting it on a Saturday because it's a Saturday everyone uh, because I'm going on the road because my mom's is having surgery and I'm gonna take care of her for a, at least a month you didn't tell me it was that I thought so, you were going for a family visit I mean technically it is a family visit yeah going to the family Jeep the family doctor a lot and specialist and going to church a lot because it's in rural Texas, so I mean, there's not really much else to do. So, with all respect, is your mom like one of them church ladies with a hat and everything? Sans hat. Okay, all she right. She is a church lady, but without the hat, she doesn't have like the big, big crowns. Um, she has more of like the modest ones, like that fucking dictator, like little hat that, like you know, it's kind of like. It looks like a point, but like it's classy. <laughs> yeah, it looks like 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 a flight cap in the military. Like the last king of Scotland kind of hat. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker eye, like you best be praying, boy. <laughs> With all respect. Yeah, but um, but no, that's actually how things have actually been going for me. Um, a lot of the lovely ladies of Phoenix. I had to say adieu for now because I'm not in their area code. Be careful because when you're in Texas, it's a short trip to San Antonio with all the big women. Shout out to Charles Barkley. Thanks. <laughs> the big women. <laughs> the big old San Antonio women. Eating them churros. <laughs> Eating them churros. No, that's terrible, man. That's terrible. We but have fun here at Cigars and Bars. We try to, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Shout so, yeah. out to moms, though. Straight up. Like, hope her surgery goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Shout out to moms. I love you, mama. I do. I know, I know it was rough when my mom had her hysterectomy. And, uh... Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, that is a mess in itself. And, ladies, I apologize for all the times we, we blame your shit on hormones. Because the lack of your thing that makes your hormones fucks you up entirely. And I'd like to say I apologize for ever blaming some of the bullshit on your hormones because I know it's real now. And uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Especially when your mom and you become more close and she starts treating you more like a friend rather than your son. And you're like, I don't want to know about your lady bits. (laughs) But I respect you. Those things gave birth to me, so I will mourn them with you. Yeah. I mean, you see, turn around being like an anatomy and physiology teacher with like the chalkboard, and uh, was it the pointer just sticking and be like, "Well, this here is this part, and the, this here." So the worst like part of those about- extending pointers, yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. looks like an antenna on a car. So, like no, she's she's in the twenty first century. Yes, like the laser pointer. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, bad part is I have so no like. <laughs> well, here's the bad thing. It's one thing when you go through your EOT clinicals and shit like that, and, like, it's just a fucking diagram. It, it really works when your mom starts talking to you and your mind starts slipping and starts like, oh, no, my mom is becoming the diagram. Oh, God. Like <gasps> well, because you got to learn about anatomy and things like that. Well, yeah. Like, it's one of your basic courses, and you're just like, oh, sh- oh, God. Like, when I had to learn how to deliver a baby, I called my mom and I apologized. <laughs> I straight up was like, Mom, I'm fucking sorry. I just watched this girl give birth and, like, like on a video, not a fucking, like, live. <laughs> You're like, I wasn't there. <laughs> Should I tell that story? Allegedly. 
No, <laughs> I mean, if you want to tell that story, Dude, so I'm, I'm honestly just uh, thinking around. It's like, um, it's like a play-by-play from like you know, <laughs> like inside the NFL or some shit like that, and be like, "Look, the baby, it's crowning, it's crowning." No, it's it's more like uh, uh, the way I'm going to tell it. I want you guys to imagine like uh, the NFL classics, like they. Dun, 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 oh no! Dun, dun, hold on, I got you. Hold on. Are we gonna get sued? I don't know. I mean. We've been trying to get thrown off the air since episode one. Yeah, we're trying to get that Dave Chappelle shit going on. Yeah, we were trying to get that get canceled to get cash and go to Africa. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I'd come back with Dashiki. I'd rock that shit hard. <laughs> hey, if if you want to do that, I got a place in Botswana. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to go to Botswana. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's allowed there. Um, all right, so. It's 2011. I'm in EMT class. All right. It is OBGNYN. It's OBG day. It's gynecology. It's childbirth day. We start the day off with a mini lecture. It goes fine. We're talking about how things are going to react. We got our fucking uh, instructor just telling us all the times he's delivered babies out in the field. And then we watch, we watch a birth. And it is, by God, the fucked up thing I've ever seen. It doesn't haunt my dreams, but sometimes it comes back. And this, this girl is screaming in pain. Apparently, it's like 11 hours in, and this little son of a bitch won't pop out. And, like, <laughs> everyone's there, and it's just like, you learn that apparently the best position for a woman in transplant uh, transport uh, is on all fours, letting the belly hang. Uh, I, I'm not kidding. It is the best position. Yeah. So, afterwards, after all that shit... I go outside on our little 15-minute break, and I apologize to my mother on the phone. She tells me to shut up because I was a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets worse, folks. I had to simulate helping a baby through a vagina on a, without better words, a medical pocket <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> Hands in ev- and fake embryonic fluid <laughs> that they warmed up to body temperature, <laughs> and that shit gets everywhere. Having to rub the fake womb, you know, like after birth, so it like health settles. And it's like, uh oh, your baby has a fucking cord around its neck. What do you do? And I'm like, ah, ah, this is just a fucking like half a thigh and like a vagina looking at me. I pass that with an A though. <laughs> that is a hell of a story. Facts. <laughs> 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 Fucking peeling off my gloves, and it's just like. <laughs> that, <laughs> Manny. God damn it, bro. So I know how to deliver babies. I'm just not gonna. Wow. It's hell like, of a story, my guy. Hell it's gonna, of a story. It's gonna be like some forest area. My baby's coming. Uh, uh. So I'm gonna tell him what to do, and I'm just gonna instruct. Unfortunately, I'm just gonna have to like jump in because he's gonna be doing it wrong. No, no, counterclock. God damn it! I'm going in, chief. Thank you. Get on all fours now. What? Just do it. <laughs> oh, you're right. It does feel better. Uh, I'm good at my job. <laughs> or my almost career choice. Oh wow! So imagine what your life would be like had you been just delivering babies for the rest of your life. I'd be fucking elbow deep in pussy. You love to see it. I mean, in that circumstance, do you? Do you really? 
I would just treat it like the naked. Okay, terrific. (laughs) You ever watch the third Naked Gun? I have, yes. Remember when OJ's just yeah, Yeah, the final insult when OJ's is catching them babies. It'd be like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he ended up spiking one. (laughs) He spiked a baby. He almost did. Uh. Fucking fantastic. Lovely. Of course, I'd be wearing my Rodman jersey and be blocking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's crowning. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. No, you get him a tumble on. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my house. Like that type shit. Just pull a Michael Jordan be upset. I delivered fucking 17 out of 18 babies today. One was a C-section. I was trash. <laughs> Sorry, coach. I blame myself. It's like you. I mean, you didn't go fucking. You didn't bat a thousand today. What the fuck's going on, Manny? I don't know. It's just you know. I don't blame God. You know, He gave me the tools and I didn't use them. That is a hell of a drug. I mean, the flu. Jesus. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, as she's crowning, you're like just doing a rail off the fucking sterilized table. All right, let's fuck this shit up. (laughs) Oh, so we are going back to the '80s. Cool. All right. Dude, I'm dressed in the 80s. Have you ever seen my style? It's fucking baseball shorts and pants. <laughs> baseball shorts and pants? Sh- shirts, not shorts. Yeah. Is Except baseball, baseball shorts. Uh, I don't know. Softball, right? I, like, I'm fat, so it's softball, not baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting deaf daggers from all the women in the world. Like, even if he was the last man on earth, he is not delivering my baby. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> like, I really don't feel like it. You're bitches! Better recognize! I mean, if you were lucky, you'd get the... <laughs> but they're really not that lucky, are they? I mean, to be fair, if you pick up girls at an OBGYN, you know they like the fuck. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Same thing in an abortion clinic. Or, used to be. Mm. Roe v. Wade used to get me laid. Yeah, and you still have a fear of pulling... <laughs> I'm getting over it. I know. The the therapist said it is okay, and we should accept the things we can't change, but it doesn't mean we have to be assholes about it. Because it's not a real thing. God damn it, it's a state of mind. Some people have PTSD that they self-diagnose. I self-diagnosed myself with FOBO. Being diagnosed with self-fear pulling (laughs) shit. I mean, but you didn't have to get all, um, that actually you know, like villainy about it. Oh, <laughs> I slammed my like, hand with my vape in it against a table, so yeah. I actually pinched myself. That's why I was trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why you sounded like a like a Wu Tang Clan like villain. Yeah, I didn't want to sound like a villain, <laughs> but I was not trying to like color purple, like cry, but be mad about it. <laughs> Yo, so, I'm definitely not going to be accepted in the NAACP. So, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually did the wrong one. on his head and shit. Uh, yeah. Talking yeah. about good hair. <laughs> uh-uh, I got that Asian hair, baby. So, mm. <sighs> Warriors tied the series yesterday, or earlier today. Um, Agent J still says, you don't sleep on Luca. Well, he's no longer in the tournament. So. Well, it's it's past. I still have to say it. Yeah. Yeah. He got what he had coming to him. They got swept in the, <laughs> they got swept in the championship round. It's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like Joker says, you get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th- this finals is just vacillating back and forth so much. I feel like, like, I know we talked about this already, and I said Warriors in seven. You think you said Celtics in six? I also said, said bring back the bullets. Six, yeah. yeah, I said Warriors in six, yeah. Yeah. Which, so, that I doesn't mean, look right <laughs> anymore. I mean, like, I can't sleep on the Warriors. I really can't. Because they're they're still so fucking good, man. Like they're just sleeping on the I Warriors. I'm oh, sorry, sleeping on the Warriors is like betting on a 17, you know, in, in in blackjack. You just don't do it. Sometimes you might come out lucky, but 90% of the time you're just gonna go home and tell your wife you accidentally gambled another paycheck away. Yeah, and you never want to do that. Especially but I feel like wife. Draymond Green, if anything, might cost them the series because if he keeps complaining at these referees the way that he is, like human nature, the refs are good. Like if it's a fifty-fifty call, they're going to be like, "Yeah, we don't really like that Draymond guy," so I think I'm going to give it to the Celtics. But I'm not saying that does happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's just outrageous, yo. Yeah, but, but then again, that's always Draymond, right? Yeah, that's always been him from the jump. You know, what I mean, I, like like I said before, I honestly do believe he is the more tame version of Rasheed Wallace. Like Rasheed would get up in your face, he would like chest bump you, but he's you know like six ten, so his chest bump would be like you know hit his sternum on the crown yeah. of the ref's head. Ooh. So it's like he was he was more physically imposing. Draymond it just he pleads his case, but he like pleads, you know. So it's like he's not physically imposing. He's kind of like the please, baby, please don't throw me out. I swear yeah. I'll be better next time. He's, he's kind of like you know the. Um, the baseball general managers in like the 70s where they would run out there and then the umpires they would actually just like talk to them or yell at them back like you're just trying to um, fuck us what's the what's the uh, general manager from the o's from the orioles he wasn't the general manager. You're talking about Earl Weaver? The- Earl Weaver. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, the one goddamn specific race. What's that, Earl? Just fuck us! Oh, you're yeah, full of shit. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that Earl Weaver? Back, yes. when, back where men were men and women were women and the, the third thing wasn't there. And Earl Weaver was 410. Facts. Yes. Like tiny as shit yelling up at an umpire. Yeah. And that guy was like a lanky like 6'5". At it's, least uh, it's hilarious. He's looking down on him, but he's still getting like told on him. Pretty much, like yeah. he's just like, "All right, Earl, whatever." And he's just like, "You're just trying to fuck us." It's like a short drill instructor yelling at you. Pretty much, like it's like <laughs> it's like if fucking Lee Ermey was a little bit smaller. <laughs> he's just <laughs> giving you the business. Yeah. How many times do I have to teach you, ref, how to fucking watch a baseball game? Yeah, pretty much. Sorry if I yelled into everybody's mic. No, it's cool, man. Yeah. I, I've been a little, like, it's hot, fucking funky dreams. I know, you were you were telling us about these dreams. Shit's <sighs> wild, bro. Yeah, I kind of, like, that, that par- like, the other portion of that, I don't want to get into because... Of course. It involves people I know. Um, but it's just one of those things where you find out you're clairvoyant, but 
not in the way you would hope. Well, yeah. You never want to see that, though. But, um... I do have to ask you, though, because I know you've been in San Diego and, like, this was your first week back. Did you see the MJF promo? I've heard about it. I did not watch it myself. You didn't hear it. Well, you heard about it, but you didn't, like, sit down and listen to it. I didn't sit down and listen to it because I'm not trying to take a break from wrestling. I was just trying to take a break from just, like, everything and kind of regroup, Yeah. like, mentally. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, I got rid of, like, certain meme pages I followed because, like, yeah, the memes were funny, but it was just, like, getting to me. Not like I was a bitch about it, but it was just like, bro, like, I need to get my life straight again. Just so you have some context... Yeah. As to what it was, like, here it is. I am in a lot of pain right now after what happened on Sunday. But all you people want to do is hear me talk, right? That's what, that's what you want, right? You want to hear me talk? I'll talk. But this is Max Friedman talking. Big merger, boss. A lot of important executives here tonight to watch your product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, you've been trying to sit down with me to hash things things out for quite some time now, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. Here's why. When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everybody was handed a ticket. Except for me. See, I had to write my own. And boy, do I have good penmanship. Because I created moment after moment after moment for this company. And I still get no respect. This shit was fire. So he's having his own pipe bomb. Pretty much, yeah. Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I can't do. Every time I come out here, I am not expected to hit home runs. I am expected to hit grand slams. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. Facts. Where's the lie? The other boys, they get to settle for being great. I have to be perfect. Because I'm the 26-year-old who is constantly held under a microscope because I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back as I have for months. It's funny. It's funny I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting. That's interesting. Where were you guys... Where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I'm just curious. You're not the only problem. No, it's the boys in the back, too. Because the boys in the back all want my spot. Well, guess what? You want my spot, you can have it. Because I don't want to be here anymore. 
Now let's talk about you fans, huh? You people call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime and then you pretend your new opinions are the same as your old. For example, man, I always knew MJF was a good wrestler. Really? That's interesting. Because last time I checked, you guys pretended I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because, because I'm not untrained like all your faves? Look at this. Because I don't pretend to watch New Japan? Because I, I don't dump my opponents on their head? Because I'm not reckless? Ooh. What is it? Is it because I'm not chasing star ratings, guys? What is it? Shot at Dave Meltzer. How could I possibly <laughs> be the best? Well, newsflash, I am the best! I'm the best in the world! Because I'm the only guy who makes you feel. And unlike all those boys, I don't got to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. Oof. Fucking Spitting game. I am a generational talent, and you people consistently take me for granted. But it's not just you. It's the big man in the back, too. Here's something you guys can't take for granted. Here's something he doesn't want you to know. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute-for-minute minute draw is in this entire company? <gasps> nope, you wish. It's me! It's me! And if you don't believe me, do me a favor. Ask that boy Tony in the back, see what he's got to say. But whatever you do, don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one! No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. Oh, shit. <laughs> My goddamn boots! Fire. This is where it gets fucking, like, like, fire. Hey, hey, boss, would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? By See, name. maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't listen to me, so allow me to make it a little bit easier for you. Tony, I want you to fire That me. camera angle was fire. Tony, don't tell me down, you piece of shit! Shut your mouth! Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fire me. I thought that was the uncensored version, but yeah. So, my immediate question to you.
Work or shoot? Uh, bit of both. I think he's playing both ends because it'd be an ultimate work. But even if even if it is a shoot, WWE would pick him up. Oh, one hundred percent. So either way, he can't lose. And you know what? Like, I was talking with Kyle about this earlier today, and I was saying like I have two states of mind about this. If this is a shoot. More power to Max. Like, no, just as a human being who has been in a job where I feel underappreciated, I understand. So, if he were to show up in WWE, that dude's going to get the biggest fucking babyface pop. Like, if he shows up in AEW, he's going to get the biggest fucking babyface pop. Like, if this is a shoot, more power to Max. If this is a work, bravo AEW. Because I was half expecting him... Like, as soon as the whole news came out about Punk's injury and that he had to go get surgery, which, more, I, you know, I hope that goes well for him. Yeah, and I hope yeah. he has a quick recovery. But he's still the AEW champion, but they decided to do a battle royal to see who was going to wrestle Jon Moxley at the end of the night in, on Dynamite. And then whoever won that match is going to uh, Forbidden Door to fight the winner of Tanahashi versus fucking uh, Hiroki Goto. Which everybody's expecting Tanahashi, but I'd be like, yo, if it was Goto, that'd be fucking fire. That'd but be dope. Yeah, yeah. But they're gonna get Tanahashi because he's the biggest star in New Japan, so makes sense. I kind of pitched to Katya. I was like, yo, what if they did this battle royal? MJF shows up in street clothes, throws the last guy out, and he's like, I'm still contracted by AEW, so I'm in this. And then later that night, he ends up beating John Moxley. And so, of course, Tony's in a space like, what the fuck do I do? This guy shouldn't be here. And then he shows up to the pay-per-view, wins the belt, and fucking holds it hostage. And I was like, that shit would be fire. But then he didn't show up this week on Dynamite. And they took him out of the intro. And if you go on their website, they took him off the roster page. His merch is no longer available. Like, he's basically persona non grata for AEW. They didn't mention him on TV. They never showed a highlight of that promo. They haven't done anything to... They're basically treating him like like out of, si- out of uh-huh. sight, out of mind. And like I said, if this is a work, this is absolutely brilliant from, from fucking AEW. However, how the fuck would you bring him back? Because obviously, it'll most likely be Moxley fucking winning that title at Forbidden Door. That being said, if Tanahashi decides he wants to stay in the States for a while, I wouldn't be surprised if they put the belt on him. But I feel like, obviously, when Punk comes back, they're going to unify the titles, whatever. I feel like that should be a spot for Max. I don't honestly know how I would do it because... For me, I'm looking at it as a fan perspective because, you know, he is right. I'm not going to pretend that I watch New Japan. I've seen stuff, but I don't watch it. Right. And I honestly don't know because if you were to bring him back, you would have to do it in a way that, like, doesn't undercut everything he did because you would have to capitalize on all that heat because you know the fans would be like, once his merch drops again, Oh, they're going to they, be buying shit off the shelves. Bro. I mean, AEW is just a t-shirt company that just happens to have wrestlers. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if they cause the shortage of t-shirts, uh, 
for a lot of sellers because of the CM Punk. Uh, they had yes. the cut that's like the baseball shirt with the ring, the ring shirts. Yeah, yeah. Without you know, like the, the, you know, they caused a national shortage of that shirt. No. Because yes, it was <laughs> hard to get ring collared like shirts uh, in that style because they had bought them all for one the the, the show he was at. And two, because of all the merch they were going to sell. Yeah, yeah. And it was a hard time to find those shirts. Yeah, most definitely. So with MJF stating that, yeah, his merch and everything, like, if this is a work, it's a highly educated work, and they're taking a gamble on it. Oh, 1,000%. So to bring him back, they would he, he would have to come from the shadows. Like, Tony doesn't fire him, but, he, like, the Batman, like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. He's going to do shit like that. Yeah. And MJF has to be like the Phantom of the Opera type of shit. And just start fucking it up. I feel like Max shouldn't change who he is. Like he's still the arrogant, I'm better than you and you know it. But if he does come back, the mo- no matter if it's in WWE or AEW or wherever the fuck else, the moment that music drops, people are going to go fucking insane. Like, I, I just like. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Where do we think that AEW could fill a stadium? And I know that we're like, nah, a little bit more time out. Honestly, if you were to have MJF win that interim title and Punk comes back from his injury, that can sell out a stadium. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'm just saying, like, you put a fucking fire enough card around that. I mean, honestly, after this pipe off, this promo, it literally does solidify me in the camp that, yeah, now they can sell out. Because my whole thing is that, yeah, they can sell like, like a three-fourths of a football stadium. Yeah. But now, that gets them up to like 95% capacity. Yeah. I can see that. Especially if they do it that way. Because in my opinion, I feel like this pipe bomb went on a little too long. I just just a little bit. Yeah. And it could be Tony being like, just see where he goes with it, just see where he goes with it. And like they just didn't cut him off in time. Or I've seen so many work shoots in my life, like just all over wrestling. And I have to be honest, I think this one with MJF is probably the best I've ever heard. Because not only did he show his frustration about not being paid, but he showed his frustration about, like, I've been here since day one. He's been known as one of the pillars of AEW, and he's not being paid like that. Because if you guys remember, when AEW started, they signed guys like MJF and Sammy Guevara and all the younger guys at, like, a smaller contract. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm pretty sure CM Punk and Brian Danielson got fucking hefty money. To come in because they're fucking huge ass names. Well, they also like CM Punk. I'm sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, they got paid for sure. Because I know that Brian Danielson was said he was there for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. One to you know like kick people's heads in and stuff like that. But if he just wanted to do that, Ring of Honor was calling. Oh yeah. New Japan was called. But also, Ring of Honor was on its dying legs until Tony Khan bought it. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But even with him being in AEW, he still has that opportunity to wrestle in Ring of Honor. He has the opportunity to go to Japan, wrestle in Japan. Like, 
I fully expect some AEW guys to be part of the G1 this year. Yeah. I mean, you already have one in, like, um, Wheelie Yuta. He was in the best of the Super Juniors. And he actually did pretty well in that tournament, too. Yeah. So, one of the things that, like, when Cody Rhodes was leaving. Sorry, let me get closer to the mic. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes was leaving. Um, they brought up CM Punk's contract and why Tony Khan couldn't pay him any more money. It's because Tony Khan had to put a cap because in CM Punk's contract, he is going to be paid more than anybody else. Oh, yeah. That was part of the contract. And nobody can out be paid by him. And that was the same way, I think, when they had uh, fucking Jericho. Uh, he had a somewhat like that. But obviously, CM Punk being a bigger star, Jericho was like, all right, okay, cool. Bro, the fact that they sold out the United Center, like that's the... That's the place where the Bulls play. Like, you, obviously, you're a Rodman head. The United the Center. 91. Yeah, that's the house that Jordan built. Yes. 20,000 strong. On Rodman's, you know, behalf. And Exactly. And <laughs> they sold it out on the rumor that CM Punk was going to be there. There wasn't even a guarantee that he was going to be there. It, it was, was the worst rumor kept secret in wrestling. Sold, exactly. It was the worst kept secret. But when you think about it, they sold out that building. They never announced that he was going to be there. Not once. Yep. And they sold that out in minutes. That shit is wild to me. That's why I'm like, I believe in this fucking company, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, they are that, the little engine that could. Yeah, and that's why CM Punk got the outsider treatment. Yeah. You know, with his contract, because, like, yeah, he is a draw. He's a proven draw. He's a moneymaker. Yeah. It's like, this is the guy that, if you wanted to say they're bigger than the company, it would be CM Punk. Right. You know, in wrestling specifically. You know what makes me laugh is when he won the title, I saw saw a lot of people like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is going to bring AEW to the next level. But then I also saw some of the people like, oh, another ex-WWE guy getting his chance at the title. And I'm just like, there were only three. Like, Jericho was the first, obviously. Yes. Moxley was the second. Yep. And now you have CM Punk. But the thing that's the similar the similarity between all three of them, they're all fucking draws. Yes. That's the point of pro wrestling, to draw people to either see you get your ass whooped or see you fucking whoop somebody's ass. That's what it's always been. That's what it always will be. So, Punk winning the title, I remember I popped huge for it. But, like, he legitimately is going to fucking make AEW, like, start to shoot up in the ratings. Because, like, again, he's, as you said, I think he's bigger than the company. Yeah, and I mean, and that's kind of the part where people that are the detractors, they're always going to be detractors, right? Oh, yeah. And because someone, and I wouldn't even see they made their bones in WWE, it was that's where they got the biggest platform to show what they got. it Because they already had that before they came into the door right they just honed a lot of the stuff um and being like having showmanship yeah so the idea of people saying like oh it's another ex wwe guy yeah just because you went through the doors doesn't mean that you are the company man right you're the company guy None of these guys were the company guy the only person Cody that, Rhodes? Re, the only person that really tried 
to do that that actually was the AEW champion was Chris Jericho. Yeah. He was the only one that really tried like I would say he was at the top yeah. of trying to be the um, the the raw raw company dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean Moxley, he was there, he tried his best but they just kept shoveling him the stuff, shoveling him the shit, and he was trying to do the best he could with it. Yeah. But even this, a lot of times, he was just like, no, this has gone too far. I can't do this one. Well, I remember like when Moxley showed up as Dean Ambrose, and I remember John Moxley from the indies. Like I right. remember the promos. I remember the death matches. Like, this dude is a violent motherfucker. Right, and, and they you, watered him down so fucking much that it was like for people like me that are fucking marks, like it bothered me because I'm like he could be so much more. Right. I mean, and granted, he got a WWE title reign, and all three of the Shield members held the title in the same night at one point, but clearly Roman was the guy that they wanted. Right, and that's why I say it's unfair for people to say it's another ex WWE guy because it's like. Y'all haven't actually... Y'all see the product as it is now, and you have an extremely short memory. Yeah. Or you've never wanted to go back and look at the body of work itself. Absolutely. And so that's why I say like those short-term detractors, they're always going to be detractors, they're always going to be haters, they're always going to look for something to hate. Yeah. Because that is one of the you know toxic things about haters wrestling hate culture cop. is that you're always going to have that um, that contingent that's like, oh, this isn't real wrestling. Oh, trust me. Like, I go on Twitter every day, and, like, mainly I just post about the Padres. I post their fucking record every day, every time they win or lose a game. But every now and then I'll dabble into the wrestling world of Twitter. And every time I go in there, it's like one person will say something like, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins had the first five-star match in Hell in a Cell since... Or or first five-star match in WWE since CM Punk versus John Cena at at, uh, Money in the Bank 2011. And I was like... Did... No. I thought it was a fucking wonderful match. No, it was a wonderful match, but they got their facts wrong. Did everybody forget about Johnny Gargano and Andrade? But it wasn't on the main roster. Yeah, that's the bullshit argument. So... But, like, every time I go on there and I see somebody post something either good or fucking, like, anything about either company, whether it's WWE, someone praising them, there's always an AEW head like, oh, they're probably just going to get booked shitty and they're going to end up leaving and becoming an AEW guy anyway and then post those little graphics of somebody's face that so-and-so is all elite. (laughs) You know, so, like, I see all that, but I swear to God, it's like watching wrestling Twitter, you just tend to feel. Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of my trip in San Diego. Yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. Do tell, Manny. Because we all know that the, the the start of the nigga moment was about the guy scuffing his shoes. Well, he hit him, but... They uh, shoulder-blocked the gra- each other. Right, but Grandpa versus Stink Meaner was about the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> new shoes. <laughs> new shoes, baby. New shoes. So. You know me. I wanted my Air Force Ones. Yeah. I wanted the black Air Force Ones. Facts. I wanted the high tops. Perfect. 
This man is a menace. <laughs> I figured if I was going to find any in store, it was going to be in Fashion Valley in San Diego. Yeah. There are none. None. None whatsoever. None and whatsoever. Why, Manny? Well, let me get to this. <laughs> I mean, they had to keep him in storage because Godzilla is still roaming out there. He's he's working on Tokyo like a big playground, but uh, uh, old Godzilla's hopping around Tokyo City like a big playground. Shout out to the uh, this is the ultimate uh, uh, ultimate destiny song. Um, anyway, so I'm bummed. I can't get my Air Force Ones. Right. I go to the store. We pass by it. It's like a hot topic, but mainly it just sells socks. Just socks? They had all kinds of socks, like political socks, like WWE socks, like anything that could be put on a sock, they had it. Like, in fact, I have socks that say, like, Tapatio, I tap that, uh, fuck this shit, I like scotch, things like that. But what caught me was, was the onesies. I have this weird, like, not a furry or anything, but, like, I dig those onesies for whatever reason. Maybe it's because the inner child in me is repressed. Um, but they had one of Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. I popped. I saw it. That was a fire hoodie. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, should we post that photo of, of me on the Cigars of Bars? I mean, we can. We just got to doctor it up. Um, so, <clears throat> any whoms. Um... What was this? Oh, yeah. So I'm in the store. We're trying. Like, the guy popped me. He knew. He got me in there. I tried on the hoodie. I bought it while I was getting socks. So as we're ringing up, we tell him how we got into this. Like, he's like, how are you guys from here? I was like, no, no, no. We're, like, you can smell it on us. We're not locals. Um, you know, joking. And I tell him, well, originally what I wanted to do was pick up some Air Force Ones. And they don't have any right now. It's a shortage. And I feel bad because, like, they would have been really cool with the socks I bought. And the guy straight up goes, bro, you know why there's the shortage of Air Force One? And I'm like, no, tell me. White girls. <laughs> <laughs> and he said one of my two favorite words. So, like, well, both of my favorite words, I should say. Um, so I'm like, do you tell, sir. Do, yeah, do tell. He's like, it's all them white girls. They've been watching the TikToks. And they've been buying them up. They fucking scuff them up. They crease them. They tie them too oh. tight. And they're all wearing them uh, to, to like homecoming and prom underneath their Ooh. dresses. Scuffing, and it's just, scuffing the ones. That, and he's like, it's all because of that shit that you can't find any. And he's all like, I know. I mean, I, I like them myself, but like, uh, well, he's just like, you know, but I can't do that. It's like, and I, 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 I popped and I just said, well, you know, I like pasty is tasty, but like, let me get my fucking shoes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, facts. Yeah, can't find any of my size. Um, I had a chance, but like, like I was talking to our financial advisor, uh, Kyle, I'm bad with money. Yeah. So, um, I didn't buy them because I was like, man, I could wait till payday. And payday came around. It's like, you can get them in size nine, size sevens, or 15, 16, and 17. And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, I might be able to get a 12 if they're kind of narrow, but like, they don't even have 12s anymore. God damn. And $135 for a shoe that I might not even like. Dude, you gotta get the Nike app. Just order off the app. I, I got the app. They're still sold out. What? Dude, I went on Nike.com. 
Like, legit. Nike.com. Um, I got the Nike app. I actually customized my own kicks on there. <laughs> um, actually, me and Agent J got a conversation about shoes. Yeah. Because I've been wearing my Vans ever since I visited uh, California. Because, you know, I grew up in Oxnard. Yeah. Surfer boy country. Huh. Bruh. Bruh. Sad, dude. Sad, dude. And, uh... <laughs> I've been wearing my Vans and everybody's freaking out because at work I wear boots. Yeah, like, I mean, most of the time I've seen you since we started hanging out again, you were always in boots. So man, because like, I had no time for these hoes. I got to be stomping. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he'd come over, he's always in boots and shit. And then the one day he comes over with Vans on and like the girl, he was like, what the fuck is going on here? Everybody's been doing that at work. It's like, bro, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fucking great, man. Don't ruin my high. And like, uh, Agent J was like, I have a beef with Vans. Because Agent J skates. He's a skateboarder. Okay. okay. What's his beef? The van skateboarding shoes tout that they're new technology, but it's just the old shit with shiny shit on it. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, I could see that. I never fucked with vans or Converse myself just because they were never comfortable shoes for me. So I, he's going to hate me, but like I think it's Nea or Nazea or something like that, the official Olymp- uh, skateboarder for the Olympics. Okay. Right. He has a Nike skateboarding shoe, which Agent J fucks with because it's actually really good. And uh, he bought the van shoe because they were touted to be like on par. And he's like, "Man, I fucking scuffed him on like the first day. Like, tried Dude, to skate." Those Nike skate shoes were fire. <laughs> so the Nike Air Maxes. Se- yeah. The Nike skate shoe, he fucks with. He loves it. Yeah. He 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 rode it so hard he has a little bit of a hole in it, so he's a little conscious. But like, he's, he's a skater. With soul. <laughs> but. The, ni- the van shoe, he's been wearing it because I've been wearing vans, and he's, like, slowly in solidarity with me on certain things. Yeah. Like, he wanted to wear um, that, remember that beef fucking uh, wristlet I had? Yeah, yeah. He wanted one. But he also was the proponent of, man, you gotta squash this beef. I don't need you going to HR. He wants to squash the beef, but he's like, fuck, give me one of those wristbands. Well, um, one of the things they asked me when I came back from California is, like, need one of those wristbands. I got a hundred units of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told a story and they got mad at me because like, hey, so you're going to quash the beef now that you're fucking zen from going to California? It's like, yeah, I squashed the beef. I was wearing it when I was on the trip, but I just, there's no point anymore. Like, I'll still hate her, but like, I'm not going to fucking be vocal about it. <laughs> so I threw it in the water and let it sink in the ocean. And they both were like, good on you for squashing the beef, but you drive right back now and pull that shit out of the water because the feature <laughs> He's so, like, I wanted to squash it, but fuck that bitch. I mean, like, I still haven't actually talked to her, which is funny. <laughs> that good. You've been gone for a week and you came back and still ghosted her? Basically. This guy. Love what? Well, like, I'm not, like, she does nothing for me. Like, she is of the pasty skin, but, like, everything else just ruins it for me. Um, I know, you've told us the stories. Yeah, yeah. so I'm on just the, like... On the 1 to 30 scale, what do you got? Solid 15. What, well, I mean, if there's a 15, that means there's something that does it for you. A little bit. Pasty. Well, hold on. To be fair, I remember you did have an attraction to her up until she called you a bootlick. There was a slight attraction because she had, like, some comebacks. Yeah. So it was more of the verbal jousting that I was attracted to. But the fact that she delivered boot liquor so fucking flat and dry made me fucking think it was like an old RC Cola. Um, and, you know, I'm a Dr. Pepper guy, so, like, you know, I need that little spice in my life. Yeah, I used to fuck with RC Heavy back in the day. And look what happened to you. 
What happened to me, Manny? RC Cola went dead. No. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'll still get a two liter of that shit from time to time, but I've been but, trying to cut back on sodas. Yeah, same. I actually have lost a little weight because I've been drinking nothing but mostly water. Nice. And like Good. protein. And like it's just all meat and vegetables. But getting back to the beef that is there but not there, um, I had to tell them the truth. It's like, no, I, I threw it away in a trash can. I, I wasn't going to get yelled at by the lifeguard. Um,. <laughs> Because we did get yelled at by the lifeguards. Yeah. <laughs> we were hanging out in a riptide area. And uh, like, the three swimmers, please move to in front of the bar. 20 meters to your right. That is a riptide area. Just nothing like that. Walk of shame. <laughs> Walk of shame from the lifeguard tower. Like, we, we were like, okay. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, like, oh, these guys are cool. They're not dicks. But it's just like the walk of shame as you trudge in the ocean to the other side. <laughs> and you're like... We got yelled at. Um, but no, no. The riptide areas are nothing to fuck with, though. I mean, you know, riptides are like Wu-Tang. Nothing to fuck with. Facts. They'll pull you under, and they'll beat you down. Facts. Dude, dude, dude. Old Dirty couldn't be here, but he sends regards. Well, we have been going just about an hour, gentlemen. This is true. This is true. But... Since I will be gone for a while, and I f- do feel that this summer is going to be very transformative, I'm going to get in my ranting soapbox and go for it. Drop you got some, some shit to rant about? Yeah. Get your soapbox. Go, stand. I got some shit to rant about and knowledge to drop because I am an accountant, but I'm not your accountant. So. Preach. Allegedly. Allegedly. So. What I would like to propose to everybody, something that might be good for your mental health, financial health, and you know stuff for your future, yeah. so you don't get left behind, is we need to be able to watch our spending and stack your ducats. Facts. Mainly because we all see the gas prices right now. Facts. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Dude, Big the price is a gas. I'm staying the weekend. I ain't fucking coming to fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we, you better have an extra blanket and some fucking Capri Suns. Yeah. And y'all seen food prices. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Absurd. And All it's going up. absurd. Fucking yeah. $5 for a pound of chicken? Facts. Yeah. And even higher. And it's going to continue to go higher. So... The reason why I say this is because we all know uh, what's happening in Eastern Europe right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incredibly terrible thing. It's something that should never have happened. There is a clear aggressor and there's a clear, you know, like defender. And this is a humanitarian thing that it of epic proportions and it goes far beyond like the two belligerents right yeah Uh so people always looking at the weapons that are being pushed in and being shot up but no one's ever looking at the agricultural and economic issues yes because Ukraine holds all our grain and like other foodstuffs yeah yeah I mean, I'm looking right now at the ten, the top 10 wheat-producing countries in tonnage, right? 2020 is like the best uh, data that we have right now. 
Number three is Russia. And number eight is Ukraine. The other countries on there, China, India, United States, Canada, France, Pakistan, Germany, Turkey. Now, you have just taken, taken the top two. I mean, sorry, two of the top ten in the world. You've taken them off the board and you have considerably taken down their ability to get not just wheat but almost all of their agricultural products out to the world one country you're putting a whole bunch of sanctions on yeah so that cuts off of maybe 80 percent of their customers another one they're getting bombed they're getting bomb shelled and you got people that are supposed to be in the fields working they're fighting and you know like towing away tanks yeah so right. so and the reason why i say like the food prices are going to go up even higher is that there are countries in the mediterranean especially in the middle east and africa right that are actually 80 70 to 80 percent dependent upon ukraine for their wheat oh for their bread oh, we're talking about lebanon egypt um not syria because they get their shit from uh russia um but jordan even qatar we're talking about uh places in central and south africa um southern africa so you have hundreds of millions of people i'm talking about like damn near a billion people that their foods uh, stocks they have no food stocks right at this point and now they can barely get and they really don't make a lot for their own consumption so they got to get it from somewhere and where are they going to get it from everywhere else they're going to try to get it right right else. so a lot of places in europe in uh the united states canada you know so on and so forth so what does that mean for everybody here at home it's not really available so that means the price actually goes up because there's less of it basic capitalism right it's capitalism baby capitalism baby well uh, to, to phrase it for our viewers, it's like if you were to think of it in drug game, if you took two of your biggest countries off the map that made X drug, and then everybody else is dependent on everybody else's supply, it drives the price up. Yeah, because it's hard to get, and there's less of it. And But think about this, though. They're, like People in Ukraine right now, they are missing their chance to plant their summer wheat, which is supposed to be harvested in the fall yes yes so they not now not only are they missing the current crop of winter wheat which is supposed to be sent out for like the spring and the summer they're going to miss another crop for the fall and they're probably going to miss the planting season for the winter as well so that means that all of that wheat just one product they're going to miss at least three cycles. That's a heavy deficit. It's a heavy Fuck deficit. Yeah. And also, these are the two leading countries that create the um, it's like create uh, pewter. 
I mean, like, you know, like saltpeter, the stuff that actually um, helps with, um, with, with a fertilizer. So Russia, oh, Belarus, yeah. and Ukraine, those are like the top, one of the, like the top uh, seven in the world for creating the raw materials for fertilizer, which means here in the U.S. and everywhere else, it's going to be harder for to get the top yields for food locally. God damn. So that means like the whole thing of like, you know, us having to send food out everywhere else. And when we try to replenish our food here, it's going to be less of it because it's going to be less efficient. So it's going to continue to go on and on and on. This is the type of stuff that compounds. And you know who really doesn't like it? Who? Wall Street. Of oh, course, cool. because the future, not the futures, but the whatever it's called, uh, yeah. or even yeah, no, it is called futures and, yeah. and, and, and things like that. And all the other commodities that you buy up are dependent on it being readily available. Yeah. Right. And then you got people not only on Wall Street, but in the regular economy that are dependent upon the the money that they would get from those futures to put in other places in the economy and everybody like the big thing about the work economy is that like it runs because people are owed stuff from someone else right yeah there's and always if a one debt. person can't pay that bill then they can, then the other person can't pay the bill the other person can't pay the bill other person's pay the bill and then we got a recession on our hands yeah it's coming yeah so this is one thing that I would want to say to everybody out there in the world. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your friends, tell your cousins, to cousin and them to be careful about what you buy. You don't have to do the extravagant stuff right now. Get your emergency fund, which is three to six months of uh, savings for your expenses. Rework your expenses. Yeah. Understand how much you are spending a month to just to live. Just do your regular day stuff. All right. You need to fix, sit down, figure that out, find that number, save up three to six months of that. I personally go eight months because I do do some fancy stuff every now and again. Right. You but you I mean? want that money on backup for everything else. Yeah, exactly. And then number two, pay down your debts. Because you do not want the bill collectors coming after you when it's hard out here for a pimp. And oh. also, you may be getting your hours cut. Facts. Because your company cannot pay you because they were dependent on some other money coming out from Wall Street. Because somebody else couldn't pay them. Well, this is why I was talking to you about that, because while I'm dependent on the war economy, in a sense, because of my profession, allegedly, I understand that I'm one of the first to go, which is why I was talking to you about how to get my money right, which is a term I hate using, but it's correct in this case. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, everyone should get the... Everyone should... 
educate themselves, you know, go to YouTube, go to some blogs, go, you know, to NerdWallet, Investopedia, go ahead and familiar yourself with, familiarize yourself with some of the terms so you can ask the right questions because if you're in this position where you got people dependent on you, definitely get on it. You know, consult a professional and go in there knowing a little bit about the questions that you want to ask so they can have a better understanding of what you know and how they can talk to you. Yeah. Because if you go in there and ask a professional to break everything down to you Barney style, they're not doing it for free. You're paying these people to do it. So educate yourself first about the basics and then go in there and to be able to understand the questions that you need to ask and the answers they're going to give to you. Because if you do that, it's going to be a lot smoother and you can cut down on the time that it's going to take you to get your stuff together. Um, and that right there. It's, go, it's going to be a lean winner, people. It's going to be lean I, I winner. It's going to be this next year is going to have a bunch of ups and downs. And I know that we're coming out of COVID lockdowns and stuff is starting to look okay. But this, again, this is my opinion. This is not reflective on cigars and bars. This is just one person's just ranting into the ether. Stuff is getting too hot. Good times. Literally have, have, and figuratively. Yeah. Stuff has gotten too hot. It's been too much good times for a small amount of people. And it's been going on. If anything else, we're out of a cycle. Is it like going to be worse than like 2008 was? I can't <laughs> say that it's going to be worse. I'm just saying it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be similar. It, there's going to be a downturn. Just saying how bad it's going to be, I don't know. All I'm saying is that we have, we are, by the numbers and by the historical data, we're about close to four years overdue. Oh, shit. So it's it like a compound downturn where, like, because we're overdue, it's going to get harder? It's possible. Okay. I, and again, I say do the three to six months of, of emergency funds. Right. I do eight months just to give myself a little bit more padding between me and the street. More distance. Right. Because the more in your coffers, the more you can breathe. Yeah. Most definitely. So, again... Be, be safe out there, be careful, live righteous, and protect yourself at all times, people. And that right there is why he is the official, official legal and financial advisor of the Heel Face Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to fucking Kyle. Come on, man. But gentlemen, Manuel, Manny, where can they find you? They can find me. Well, if they find me in the street, you know, it's because I'm homeless. But <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't take don't want that. Sensei don't Kyle's want that. advice. 
However, on Instagram, you can find me at guy in, uh, in glasses at Instagram, guy underscore in underscore glasses. And I've been waiting to ask you this since you popped it up, my guy. Where can people follow you, my man Kyle? <laughs> all right, all right. So, I have finally done it, people. I have one picture up uh, because I've had a busy week. But y'all can find me on Instagram at grinding on a budget. So grinding on, on a budget. G R I N D I N underscore on O N underscore a underscore budget. It's a lot of underscores in there, but as long as you separate the words, it's in there. Grinding on a budget. And you people already know where you can follow me, Babyface Stew, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok if you want these jokes. But I still don't need your titty pictures, your ditty pictures, or your fur dagger sent to me at MCStizza26 on Snapchat. You can send that shit to Zeus. Shout out to my boy. Shout out, Jesus. Shout out. But this has been episode 20 of Cigars and Bars. We fucking love you, and we will see you next week when we're allowed to have a beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night, guys. Love you, people. Stay safe. Facts. Stay cool. Get your money right. Get that ice on your nuts. Muted you right before. Damn. <laughs> Did I say you nuts? Damn.